Hello and welcome to another episode of the Max Game Dilemma, your board gaming podcast. After an unforeseen hiatus, we are back, and on this week's episode, we dive straight into the world of Fantasy Flight's Arkham Horror, the card game. We give our first impressions, as well as our excitement for future campaigns. BB also gives us his thoughts on Blitz Bowl from Games Workshop, which it happens to be mostly a Barnes & Nobles exclusive, so we'll talk about that a bit too. Let's go. Yeah, I like that intro too. Uh, and like I said before, I like it especially because I know that neither of them actually listen to it. So this is the first he's hearing of it. Of just the see the funny it. thing is like I I listen to it like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are stupid. <laughs> oh, that is like that is one of your cold opens. Welcome to the next game dilemma podcast. Oh, you mean like this right now? Oh man, yeah, that's right. Welcome to the next game dilemma. Are we on? Yeah, of course we are. Do we've been on? Dude, dude. As, soon as, as soon as we scatted, as soon as we scatted, we were on. I thought he was trying my patience, waiting to start. No, no, of course not, sir. We have gathered here today to bid Alex adieu and to get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, the sooner the better. Come on. No, we're actually here to talk about uh, Arkham Horror, the card game, or the yeah. living card game. Yeah, yeah. it's. It, I thought it was a little bit lower on the top 100, but it's like, what was it, 20? 20, 22. 22 yeah. in the overall, I yeah, think you said. crazy, crazy, crazy. What got me crazy was that it was only nine in the thematic. That's what no, got no. me crazy. Uh, yeah, number nine in thematic. It was one yeah. in customizable. One in customizable, that's right. This is all according to uh, Board Game Geek for Arkham Horror, the card game. And that's current. Yeah. As of today. Yeah, as of today. Yeah. That's a pretty old game. How old is that day. game? Arkham? Probably like three, four years old. Oh, I thought it was older. 2016? Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, like end of 2016, 2017, beginning. That's pretty old. I mean, uh, for relevant board games, yeah, it's it's still with, uh, withheld the test of time. It's yeah. actually caught steam, I think. Like, the older it gets, the more popular it's trying to get it. It also seems like because of COVID and people having to be stuck at home, they needed stuff to do. That is a solo game you could play on your own That's or with true. another or with a partner. So yeah, it seems like two players pretty uh, would be pretty solid. Yeah, and no, I think you, you would have probably had a much nicer experience as a two player game. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, you really got to get into like might and magic style of like we got to take this down in order for you to progress. You did play with us one round, didn't you? No. Playing him at all? No. I guess it was Jason then. It was Jason, you, and Christina. Both times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could have. I could have sworn you were there. Nah, he hasn't been here for a bit. Okay, that's true. That's true. You get here so late on those Mondays. I'm pushing myself tonight. My yeah. bad. My bad. I gotta work. Okay, so tell me more about Arkham Horror, the card game, or the LCG. Well, I mean, it's a uh, cooperative LCG. Designed by uh, Fancy Flight Games, distributed by Asmodee. Sadly, it's that whole, it's that whole uh, mythos. <laughs> it is the it is their Arkham Files mythos. Yeah. It is more of a pulp style adventure mm-hmm. than it is like a classic Cthulhu esque horror theme. Yeah, probably the most famous Arkham horror sort of setting. Yeah, they based it off of the original Arkham horror board game. Right, the old wasn't like. They but, made one like in like I think the eighties or something. Yeah, it looked like the cover of Dick Tracy or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't the, know if their characters existed back then. Mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure those are just inclusions when Fantasy Flight redid the game Got in it. their third edition. And then it just caught on like wildfire. Are, are they in third edition now? Specifically, the board game characters you can play. You're talking about, or yeah. yeah. So the board game characters are basically in every game that they create. So you got the same oh. ones in the Arkham board game. You got the same ones in the Mansions of Madness. Same ones in um, Elder Sign. Yeah. Just whatever other Elder games Tor, that they. Right? Elder Horror, same yeah. thing. Except I think Elder Horror did create a few more. Probably, I mean. Because that one's more of a globe trotty style. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have just the people in Arkham doing their thing. Yeah, basically it's just it's reoccurring. Uh, yeah. Reoccurring characters. So if you have a favorite character from that series. 
you're probably going to be able to play them in Arkham Horror at some point. At some point, yeah. At some point. At some expansion or something, you're going to yeah. be able to catch up to shooting McGill. Like, for me, my favorite was from the core set of the board game, uh, Dexter. He is the magician, and they just added him in, like, the sixth cycle. You would be a magician. I don't even know how he plays. He's, he's, he's a real magician that wanted more magic. Ooh. And he decided to dabble in the dark arts. I would say regrets it in a way, because obviously you don't want to have to see all this crap. Damn but play. yeah, well, <laughs> no, just think Houdini with the Necronomicon. That's you know, basically yeah. it. I mean, that's cool. I'm just saying. I wish it was a clear rip off of David Blaine. Just someone that stares into the camera, yeah, just very, constantly, very like, <laughs> just be like, <laughs> just stare right at you. Magic. I was like, what the fuck is that sound? I don't know. That thing came to life. Yeah. They heard Cthulhu. It's like, yes, master. It's starting to print the oh, pages shit. of the Necronomicon. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we got to unplug this. Cthulhu Fatong. <laughs> That's like the only thing I can remember it says in there. That's going to be a reoccurring character, the Necronomicon. <laughs> Do you have defeated human flesh for it to print? Of course. <laughs> it's made of human it's flesh. It's jammed right now. <laughs> So anyways, it's it's special to me because it's an LCG that incorporates an RPG element. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other cooperative games are more of what I would call like arcade style, where you can literally just pick up any deck, do a mission, and just be done with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it, there's really no continuation with them. You had experience with Champions. Yeah. It was the same way, and it still is the same way with Lord of the Rings, where you would expect it. You know, to be story-based in some way, you know? Like, maybe they came up... now. Now, you can literally play one deck in one mission, and then even on the next one, you could build a whole different deck and keep going. Arkham is the only one that you legitimately have to start with a deck and finish with that deck. Until either you finished everything or you perish. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's it's unlikely that you'll perish, but it's a possibility. Always a possibility. Always a possibility. Games. Is that and, one of those Cthulhu games that are almost impossible to actually win? Um, uh, I'm not going to say that. Nine times out of ten, you are not going to win. It's yeah. just how how well do you not suck? Like, <laughs> that's really it. It's part of the theme. You're not supposed to be able to beat these things. It's supposed to happen. In the original mythos, the, the whole deal is like... Regular people having to deal with the supernatural things, you know, and that's why they go insane half the time. It's because they've seen something they shouldn't. They can't even tell somebody because they won't believe them. Right, right, right. You know? So to me, that brings out the theme. Yeah, so you finally got a chance to play it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it ended well. Um, I wouldn't say that either, no. no, no, no. Um, but what was your first... I guess, impressions. I enjoyed the mechanics of it. Everything was fairly simple. Everything was easy to read on the cards. It wasn't too difficult. Uh, Even though there were plenty of signs and plenty of different sort of different systems in play for running away, how you attack, how damage works and everything like that. It was still fairly deep. Lots of different mechanics in play. Everything worked well together and let you sort of control the way you wanted to play the game. Of course, we all decided to play one type of character for the most part and nobody brought a fucking gun but you know what are you gonna do i'm not i'm not gonna say that that was a bad choice because in the end it was a choice maybe with more experience you might have an easier time dealing with the the box yeah for the record i had them starting with just the core in order to play with three people you technically need two cores but i only gave them the option of the one ofs like if you only had the single core And yeah, it's not an easy experience right out of the box. You definitely want two as soon as possible. What what difficulty did we start playing on? Uh, Standard. We played this was standard. Yeah, Uh, standard. Normally not bad, considering I wasn't playing and I wasn't holding your guys' hand. I I wanted you guys to literally experience it the way I did when we when I first started. Yeah, there was a lot of secrets, a lot of surprises, you know, and it's just like, what the heck is this? You know, right, right. I wanted that experience for you guys. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> the way you progress for the evil side, I guess, yeah. or for the for the, the way the bad things happen, yeah. was 
pretty smooth, but you always felt like the doomsday trackers were always counting down on you. Yeah. So uh, you always felt the pressure and you're trying to beat it. But as we constantly have to be reminded, this game isn't about beating it. It's sort of more about experiencing it and surviving it. And just getting it done. And just getting it done. That's basically it. But if you do it the way we do it, we sort of discover everything. But we also kind of have to constantly chicken the fuck out. And I feel like even if you were a well-balanced group, where you could shoot things and try to kill things, you would still have a difficult time to, mm-hmm. uh, to do this. So the... The game does scale. Right. The, right, the more players you, you have, it'll, right. it'll on its own scale. Yeah. No, that's, that's not what I meant. I meant just if one of us was like a fighter, somebody was like an investigator, the other person was a witch person, Yeah. it would be a little bit easier. But still, maybe just more drawn out and you'd still come to the same conclusion unless you get somewhat lucky with your pulls and... And yeah, you guys did kind of pick a, a weird group. Yeah. And considering you guys had just With started, the Dixie chicks. I I I, <laughs> I guess I could have just like handed you guys decks, but um, that would be pretty pick, smart. Who did you start with? Huh? Who did y'all play? What characters? So he played Agnes. Agnes is the Agnes mystic. Agnes base. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christina was Wendy. She's the survivor. Lead singer. Um. <laughs> She, I think she is. <laughs> and uh, Jason was Daisy. Uh, the the reluctant drummer. Yeah. So, uh, Seeker, you can consider them like your core investigator. They're the ones that go around looking for stuff mainly. Uh, Mystic is your spellcaster. They're the ones that do magic better. Um, Survivor is like kind of the only one that it's hard to explain. Is that what I am? Uh, that's what Christina was. Ah. You were the Mystic. I was the Mystic. That's yeah. Right. Um, Get left. The, the the mystic does a bunch of spells, but the survivor, like the best way they explained it to me was that they're kind of like the final person in a horror movie, right. where no matter all the stuff that happens to them, they somehow survive at the end. Yeah, that's that's what the survivor is. They have all these cards that, rather, if they fail, they have a way of surviving or dealing with it. That's a cool mechanic. As told yeah. by the card Lucky, for example, which basically says if you fail by two or less, you pass. No, you get plus two. You get plus two, but it's the same. If you upgrade, you pass. Yeah, you, it's yeah. the same. But there's also uh, the Look What I Found, mm-hmm. which is if you failed a, uh, an investigation check, you get two clues. Yeah. So it's like you pass twice instead, but you had to <laughs> fail once. So you like break a base, but that base had two clues inside yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'll wear this coat. That that's the easiest way to explain the survivor. But they did kind of. It would have been easier if I did pick their characters for them. But I wanted them to pick what they thought looked cool because I thought it would be a better experience in the end if they were just like, okay, try to like soak in the environment. You know, not everybody wants to play the Fed. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was the only one that did that <laughs> my first try. Yes. You know, because to me, it's cool. The noir style fed, you know. It's, it's a game performance, Adonis. Yeah. Um, so, you, you thought the, the rules were, were pretty clean for the most part? Yeah, I was expecting a bit more convoluted stuff, but everything was actually split up really, really nicely. Yeah. To where it... Once you told us the rest of the time, or the, uh, the rest of the time that we had any of the cards flipped up, at least uh, us, maybe not Christina, <laughs> we all were like, oh, okay, that's what this does. Oh, shit, that's what this does. You know, like, yeah. when the monster got flipped up, and then I saw how much it hit for, I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy sucks. That guy is scary. Yeah. <laughs> One of the main villains that pops up in the first deck, and the second deck, and the third deck. And uh, possibly, no. Okay. <laughs> um, just never dies? Just. I, no, you can kill it. Yeah, you, you just got to be good at the game to kill it. Yeah, I'm like Doctor Strange when he still had his hands all fucked up. Like, <laughs> you're just after the crash. Yeah, like after the crash, when he's like making sparkles. That's how I feel right now. The 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 rules of the game are basically split up in the same way as the board game. Um, the first round of play in the board game is just investigator turns. Right, and then right, it keeps right. going, and then then you do the mythos stuff at the beginning of the round. That's when you uh you flip over where 
the next gate opens and um, where you put clue tokens and that sort of thing. So it, it's kind of based on the original game. That's that's how it's laid out, mm-hmm. which made it simpler for me to understand the way it was supposed to be done. Kind of like the board game, if you don't do everything correctly in order, it kind of messes things up. You can't just kind of speed through everything. Yeah, we did see that with all of our actions, trying not to trigger an attack from a certain guy. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was fairly important. But did you fail? I mean... They played. They, they failed plenty of times. Hey, you, easy there, easy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, we did okay and they can't blame it on the dice because they still don't have no dice first of all fuck you I'll blame it on whatever the hell I want to blame it you're gonna it blame on. it on the rain I'll... <laughs> uh, no no I will not blame it on the rain baby well you gotta blame it on something <laughs> blame okay. it on no. the rain okay <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, Pretty sure that's a tangent right there. But, but I, <laughs> we did. Who was it? Was it me that drew the three, t- the three, three times in a row? Yes. What does that even mean? Uh, it was the minus. Three. So, so instead of a die, they have a chaos bag. The chaos bag, uh, based on the difficulty of the game, has different tokens inside of it. And whenever you try to do a test, you're basically trying to compare your skill to the skill that you were trying to hit. But you have to pull a token from the bag, and it's usually a modifier. And normally it's a negative. Uh, and depending on the difficulty, there might be more positives, there might be worse negatives. In standard mode, I think it went up to negative four. But there was only one negative three, and somehow he pulled that three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked, dude. Like, it's like, take a token, put it back in the back, like, shake it like if vigorously. He just, if he didn't respect my game enough... I probably wouldn't have my game still. <laughs> That's, was that was the reaction that we got. Um, sounds, oh, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> I bet you do. It was pretty. It was pretty rough. I was like, "There's no fucking way." <laughs> now it's different when they were pulling the skulls multiple times because multiple there's skull, multiple right? skulls. Yeah, but that three, that but that three, three was it was rare. It's like one out of fourteen yeah, chips in the bag. <laughs> Jesus, and he did, and he just had to not get a three or higher. Yeah, one time. One time. <laughs> I thought it was a fun experience. Uh, you did not get to see the one thing I wanted you to see, but I had to show you afterwards. Yeah. How the game can just do stuff like that. As the game has aged, there's more things that has impressed me. That's really cool. But, man... Uh... Uh, dude, I got butt fucked. That that was not. It's not a uh, like a whole representation of the game. That was one unfortunate. Draw. Yeah. Okay, that was three unfortunate draws in a row. Yeah. No. The, but you, the, you you sense the dread. Yeah. Every time, clearly. Because you had a dude on you. Yeah. And you were trying to leave him, and you couldn't. I guarantee you I felt the dread after that second three, for sure. <laughs> for sure I felt the dread after that second three. I was like, there's no fucking like, way. There's no way I'm that like, I'm not going to get it this I'm time. I'm like, I better get that minus four. <laughs> he, he wanted a worse minus. Yeah. I still felt better, ultimately. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember now, because it was with the Night Gaunt. And you kept getting negative six because yeah. it was a negative three, but the night gaunt, when you try to escape it, it that doubles your it. negatives. So you kept getting oh. the three, which actually made it a six. Yeah. <laughs> just six. Six. Like a three, I think I could have handled, but it was just like, no, I'm like, oh my god. What? It, it, it was bad. Yeah, but it was bad and fine all at the same time because... You know, you gotta get those losses out. <laughs> you gotta shake them out. So, I mean, this was this was literally your first impression with the game. Now, I do I do have to say that it would have been better if it was just you and Christina, probably. Mm-hmm. Even though you guys tend to bicker a lot when you play, <laughs> uh, it would have been funny <laughs> to watch you guys deal with this as a as a, as a couple, as yeah. opposed to we as a trio. We did play this one time before the last time we brought it, and that's how I knew Christina would like it, because she wanted to play more of it, so she, we never got back to it. Right. Uh, but that was, like, years ago, so. I think, didn't you say Tom had a copy of it? Or somebody had a corset, just randomly? 
Tom might have a copy of this. He has random shit, man. Right, but he doesn't have as much as I do of that. For sure, for sure. he doesn't. Um, he he has completely agreed that that is my Cthulhu. Yeah, uh, he, he, you have and, every, and, and, everything. Almost or? everything. I'm missing the COVID cycle, <laughs> which is the the uh, shit that got dropped. The year. shit that got dropped uh, late last year. Out of print. It's so far out like, of print. Technically, technically, till Asmodee decides to stop Get the shit together and just fucking make it already. So speaking of that, yeah, tell me about the news oh, with the cycle. The now. thing, yeah. yeah, with the thing. So. People who don't know how LCGs technically work, uh, generally they in- introduce a deluxe. The deluxe is generally used in overall like support for the game, mm-hmm. but it's also part of its own story in this case. Technically, a deluxe will start a campaign, and it usually includes new characters, new player cards, and then a couple of adventures to get you going. Mm-hmm. From there... The cycles are generally packs that you buy every month, mm-hmm. and it includes another portion of the story and more co- player cards and stuff Monsters like that. Monsters and all the stuff. Yeah, and then you basically have to just incorporate the deluxe stuff in with the pack in order to continue playing, yeah. right? Like, you can't just not play without the deluxe. You can't just buy the pack and keep going. Oh, okay. right? even if you have older stuff, you need the base set you normally for each need story. For each story, exactly. Because it's going to include packs that are specific to that campaign. Right. And you need those in order to continue it. Right, you're not going to get those out of the core, generally. Um, but, uh, Fantasy Flight has now said that their next campaign for Cthulhu, which I believe it's... Based on the the Mountains of Madness, I think? That story? Mm. Was Into the Mountains of Madness, I think that's what it's called. Um, and what they're going to do is they're actually going to come out with two deluxe expansions for the game. One of them is going to include only player cards. And the other one is only the campaign. Mm. The campaign box is going to include the entire cycle right. of story. Right. So it's going to just be campaign cards if you don't want the player cards you can just literally just buy the story and continue with your own stuff with your own stuff exactly just like any good cycle they introduce new characters new player cards stuff that's based on the setting Mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna have to get both right but (laughs) then they say that if the way that they're doing it now it's supposed to be like maybe like 20 bucks cheaper then hypothetically you would be paying so so normally normally a deluxe is about 30 bucks mm-hmm. expansion packs are about 15 so 15 by 6 or 30 that's 90 another 30 that's 120 mm-hmm. i believe their player expansion is 60 right. and their adventure is 40 so yeah, it's gonna be about twenty bucks cheaper. Right. In the and area. then you're saving tax depending if your state has tax or your wherever you happen to be. And if you're willing to support Amazon. <laughs> you're willing to support Amazon. <laughs> we are Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> we are ready to support you. Because you do Um it. but yeah. Um I saw that news randomly through a different stream. I was watching some guy talking about Netrunner, believe it or not. And yeah, he you got back into the a little bit. I did. I, I'm still playing that, and I got a dude that I'm playing with, and he's as down to play as I am. So it's it's nice to have that kind of competition. Yeah. You know, somebody who's willing to like, oh, he's he, he's he, he's starting to understand how I play, so he's starting to do nice. things differently based on me. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. it's nice to have that in a game like that. Yeah, of course. Especially when you're trying to outmind the other person. Back to what I was saying. I was watching a podcast about that on YouTube, and then he's just kind of scrolling on the screen, like you see the, the screen capture. Yeah. And he's showing this box off. I'm like, what? A new, what? And I missed this? Right. Like, where's my COVID cycle? You're over here talking about the next one already. You're not even giving me the other one, you know? Um, so I looked it up. I saw what it was. I'm like, huh. Do you like the move or do you dislike the move? I don't dislike the move, okay. but it scares me. It's the scarcity? Uh, not the scarcity. What worries me is that... Well, there's a couple of things that worry me. The first is it's kind of like binge-watching a series on Netflix now. Mm. You have access to all of it. You, you have access to all of it. it. You go through it, and you go through it in like a couple of days, 
And you're just like, I don't have any more content. Now i got to wait another year until they come up with another season or something (laughs) like that. And uh, that's partly why I kind of like still like network syndicated programming. (laughs) Because it spaces it out for you. It it keeps the hype built. And that's kind of how I felt about with the expansion packs. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a new one. You know, I can't wait to see what happens next. And they were spaced out in not crazy lengths. It's self-control built in. Right. It was like a, it was like a month's time when they were doing it correctly. Okay. You know? Uh, the final pack of the COVID cycle barely came out like a couple weeks ago. And I picked it up. And I didn't realize how late it's been. It's been late for like three to four months. Oh, wow. And it just came out. And they were like, where has it been? No one really knows. Been in that canal that's that right. stuff. Right. The, uh, the Suez Canal. The yeah. Suez. It's always the Suez. Every card game and board game is in the Suez. All the Kickstarters that's been late, it's due to that. It's always the Suez. Yeah. Um so that's that's the first thing. I'm worried about the the hype kind of dying down as soon as you know I get a chance. Even though um I'm still not even done with the cycle I was working on with Tom. Like right. we got about halfway through it. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't had the time to go back. Yeah. And I you mean, stop playing miniatures. We yeah, haven't even know. done that ever no, since you, I. You need to stop believing you're going to be playing games with Tom again. Ever since I changed, <laughs> ever since I changed my job, it's just a time constraint, really. Oh, yeah. uh, you don't have Mondays off anymore, right? No. Right. So I work Monday to Friday now. Mm-hmm. So weekends are the only days I got. Gotcha, gotcha. And since most things don't happen on weekends with pretty much anybody, I just end up going back to work. <laughs> I mean, I work work, work, we get together on Saturdays. You saw what I did on Saturday. I went to work again. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you're ever interested in like doing shit, we're here on Saturday. I would have to reset the whole campaign. Jesus, I know. I was so close to finishing it this time. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so BB is our resident Arkham Horror guy. He owns everything, so that's why neither me nor uh tom are gonna invest any money whatsoever there's no need unless uh, he happens to have packs or something he's missing and we see him we'll pick him up and add to it since we're clearly mooching off of uh already hundreds of dollars that he's invested into this there's no need to worry as long as i have it you guys are fine why are you playing with like a pinky ring while you're saying that like i got it baby well, it's just like that is that what you need? Why you gotta tell the Why you gotta tell the listeners about my pinky? Right? <laughs> What's your total? What's the total you spent? Man, I don't know. I asked them that the same. Okay, time, okay. Same so time. let's see, let's see. So I said it's about one hundred and twenty for a cycle, and there is Dunwich, Carcosa, Forgotten Age, Undone, uh, Circle Undone, Dream Eater, and I haven't done the COVID cycle yet. So we'll say you haven't five. bought it or played it. I have the deluxe and I have the last pack. There's still five other packs in that cycle just in that I just that don't have to... because I can't get. On top of that, I got all five of the character starters, okay, which are another fifteen each. So money's invested money. at least six hundred bucks, and then on no, top of that, more than six hundred. And many? then on top of that, a bunch of dragon shields. Yeah. <laughs> It's so pretty with the dragon shields too. So, because of the backing. Yeah, you know, the backing of the cards are fantastic. If they had a sleeve with the back of the cards, I would have gotten those instead. Yeah, but they'd be fantasy fight sleeves and I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, but I don't play the game enough to worry. Yeah. Okay, the sleeves would be fine. I think the sleeves would be fine. Well, Unless I'm crazy and I just buy triple sleeves. The other thing that worries me about the whole thing. So when I was playing the original card game, the Call of Cthulhu card game, there was a point in the life cycle where they went from doing the cycles with the packs and everything to just deluxes. Okay. And they would do this every six months. They would produce a deluxe. And they did this about three times before they finally said the game's gone. Okay. That worries me. Oh, because it's like repeating the, the it, it's It's repeating history. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Asmodee has already shown that they're willing to stop pretty much any game. Oh, uh, they what? They just finished uh, L L five R. L five R is done now. Right, right, right. And that had a, a life cycle since the nineties. Yeah. Even after it'll the be game, back. It, it'll always rise. Somebody's like, got to bring it back. Ending. Somebody's got to bring it back as the original game. I think. I think somebody can do that. Yeah, probably. 
I mean, people have been screaming for certain games. Like, the VS community has been very, like, give us another game. And then they give them another game. They're like, not like that. <laughs> but That weird Commander-esque yeah, versus. Yeah, it's funky, man. They are not happy about that shit. No. But, uh... Yeah, no, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm indifferent on the situation. Like, I'm excited to get it, mm. you know. Um, I'm excited that I'll only have to worry about getting it once. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I don't have to I assume I have the money at the time and then just never find the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, if I find the packs, I will get the packs and I'm done buying the packs. That's it. That's it. Just one time and done. Like, I could probably pre-order it and be like, hey, can I have this one pack and only worry about it one time? Yeah, for X amount of time. Yeah. And it's probably easier to just get it all in one lump sum anyways, as opposed to trying to drag it out. Yeah. Money-wise. Just to yeah. keep up with it. Yeah, money-wise, just remembering about it. Right. Exactly. So, so uh, I guess your final thoughts about the game as a whole. Would uh, you try it again? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to finishing what we play. And we can probably just use a different deck and have somebody actually have a fucking gun. True. That'd be, and then just re- sort of start from where we were. That'd be cool. I'm me. just surprised that none of you got a Guardian at all. No. I think... Oh, wait. No, the other Guardian is Skids. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, that's basically your only access to guns is Guardian well, or... Uh, some, somebody that actually wants to, like, engage in fighting as opposed to, you know, running away. Yeah, I guess I should have explained it and said, like, think of this as a role-playing game. You want a little bit of everything. It was fine. I mean, the the fact that it was just like a discovering experience and it didn't matter if you failed too much since it was completely... Yeah, that's the other thing. I just kind of want to bring that up at the end. Uh, I recently played the uh, Most Wanted expansion for Marvel Champions. Mm -hmm. That's the Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy box. Okay. And I hate that experience. Um, so it's, their deluxes are their version of doing Cthulhu style campaign, Mm -hmm. right? So you, you do a thing and the, the, the amount of good you do gets your rewards to continue on with the rest of the box. And, you know, it sort of has a campaign-y feel because it's tied together by comic strips that they actually have drawn in the rules. Did you, uh, end up playing Marvel Champions with us at all? No. Okay, so I, I, that must have been with your brother that when we actually tried it, because I, I, I remember we played with you, where you showed us your copy. Yeah, and then, I uh, But that. I don't remember who else we played with, but it's probably Tom as well. More than likely. Yeah. Um, so I recently played that. Now, what I hate the most about this is that there is no if you lose. Okay. You either win or you don't progress at all. Right. That's that's sort of like And I a hate lot that so much. Most of the I hate it. Most of the cardians do that, right? No, like nothing is stopping you from continuing. Um, in like Lord of the Rings or anything, like if you fail a mission, you just keep going. Nothing's mm. gonna stop you, and and especially in a game like Marvel, which is very much like a uh, like an arcade style game. Like right. you can just pick it up and play a mission and just keep you know whatever yeah. mission you want to play that day, you just do it, right? Um, the fact that there is no if you lose. Mm-hmm. They could have just continued it, you know? It, it's just in the box, there's nothing that says that you can just keep going. Now, in my case, I would say fuck it and just keep going. But I was playing with my friend's copy, and he's very strict on how it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not doing this mission again. <laughs> you do it by yourself, because I'm not do- because this mission was ridiculously difficult mm-hmm. for what it is. And even in like a standard difficulty, it was difficult. And I hate that. You know, because I'm like, okay, so we failed. Now what? Well, we have to do it again. I'm like, no, I just failed for an hour. I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that feeling for sure. Because it wasn't like it was a quick death. It was a slow, drawn out death. And you never felt like you were accomplishing anything. And then I was like, you know what? Fine, we'll give it a second shot, but I'm playing my deck. Because I was using his, right? Because he wanted to keep it thematic and be like, oh, let's do the Guardians and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. I'm like, no, I'm playing my deck. And even with my goddamn deck, I died in like the first two turns. Oh, that's not fun. And I'm like... Who was the villain? Uh, in the first one? Oh, God, what is it called? 
It's some weird alien thing. Sweet. Now they're on the down. No, seriously, I've never heard of these before. Mm-hmm. It had to be some Guardian villain that's in the comics. Annihilus, um, by any chance? No. No, no. But it's like... So obscure. It's some... It, 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 I remember laughing at the names. Because it was a silly sounding name for these aliens. Like bugaboos or something like that. Something wow. random, you know what I'm saying? Just some, I don't know what it's called. I'll look it up and you can put it in your little notes later. That's fine, that's fine. Okay. But, yeah, no, I fucking hated that. Oh, and you see, should, I, sorry, you should cut out when it gets to the name and replace it with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe these guys are the... <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, uh, the fact that Cthulhu just lets you continue. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Like... I, I like it because, like, yeah, it's planned for everything. And if they're trying to create a campaign feel... With these deluxes for champions, why not include this? Yeah, I like the way that you can sort of just give up. It's like, all right, everybody good? Yeah, fuck this. Not yeah. all the time, though. Oh, god! It was just in that instance oh, you god. could. And thematically, the resign button was on the parlor, where is the front door? Right, right, right. So okay. thematically, you could only basically run out the front door. I thought it was suicide when you said the resign button. No, no, no. It doesn't. It, no. <laughs> And that'll do it for me. I resign. <laughs> Who am I now? Sorry, trigger warnings. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's kind of like the one one of the things I like about it. But in in, uh, in total, I like the game. Uh, I'm glad that you own it. Uh, I I know that if I were to own it moving in the future, I'm glad that they're doing these little packs to where I also could be like, all right, here's a pack. Here's some dudes. And now I'm good. I can just continue from there. We're good. I have a core, and I can just get start from wherever. But the fact that you have it, and I get to go back to some of these older, uh, harder refined mm-hmm. missions and stuff, is yep. pretty cool. I still need to get a couple of those uh, return to boxes. Yeah. To get like the even harder difficulty cards, even though I can't even beat most of the time in uh, yeah, standard. It seems like people who play Cthulhu games really are just the glutton for punishment. They're just like, oh yeah, how crush me under your heel, daddy. Like, like, I don't like, what the fuck, man? Like, why is it, why is it always so bad? I saw, I saw a picture and I wanted to send it to the group. I really did. You should. It was like, it was like, uh, black girls call their boyfriends daddy. Latinas call their boyfriends poppy. What do white girls say? And somebody posts underneath, punch me in the head harder, Kyle. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's uh, that's our our talk for Arkham Horror the card game. Um, I'm definitely gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna say nine point five. Not not a perfect ten because there's still some small kinks that I'm not fond of. But it's not even part of the game. I think that point five is Asmodee. <laughs> the company as a whole is what gives it the point five. If it wasn't Asmodee and it was still Fancy Fly, I'd give it a perfect 10. Yeah. I mean, they do living card games the best, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They really took the, to that model and ran with it. And I mean, they're clearly doing something right because, like we said, 22 on the overall... Board Game Geek Top 100, and I understand that that's not the most uh, academic and the most like scientific way of measuring how good a board game is, but it's a pretty decent, you know, at least for how popular something is. Right. And it's definitely up there. Like, it's not Twilight Struggle. It's not going to you know, hold the number one spot for or anything like that, but it's definitely not going away any, anytime soon. There's plenty of good entry points to get into the game. Unlike some games where you feel like you may have uh, passed you by, they're always trying to make it easy to jump in. Right, right. So that's pre- that's pretty cool. They make it really accessible. The core box is always accessible. The core box is always available. Yeah, I've never seen it not available. It's just the, the other stuff. stuff. It's the other. I've seen stuff. it at Target, which feels like a board game at Target means it's everywhere. That's true. I mean, do but... do I have a little bit of time to tangent about one more thing? Yeah, I, that yeah, I did yeah. get to try because mm-hmm. I usually don't get to talk on these things. Um, I got to try Blitz Bowl. Oh, did you? Blitz Bowl is a smaller, condensed version of Blood Bowl that is only sold, apparently, at Barnes & Noble. 
So, I mean, that explains a lot, but yeah. It's, like, exclusive to Barnes yeah. & Noble. So, like, I, I heard it's so exclusive that not even Europe, who produces this game, has this game. Huh. And I've heard, like, stories about people having to, um, having to import it just to get a, a, their hands on this version of the game. Is it any good? I liked it, actually, a lot. Okay. It, it gives you the feel of playing Blood Bowl, but in a very small, very condensed, very chaotic version. Which is fine, it's Blood Bowl. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> Alex, right. enter stage right. Christina. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and joining us. Uh, Christina enters the conversation, and uh, oh yeah, she right, was night, part. Guys. Other Tom's gone, so yeah, Tom. uh, we have one of the other players that was part of your group. Yeah, my partner, to, uh, Christina. Her ideas about the, the game, like what thoughts. she thought. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about Arkham Horror and going through it. Oh yeah, the card game. Yes, the okay. card game. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is your overall uh, not reaction, but like your overall thoughts of the game? She could say her reactions too. Fuck her reactions. Well, I enjoyed the first one. The second one was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it did nothing. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think we all did minimal. You guys did equally nothing. Yes. Yeah. But you did nothing together. We did nothing. Which is something. Yeah, I figured that when you tell me the first thing I can do is resign in the game, I was like, okay, I'm doing <laughs> nothing in this game. Um, I mean, like I was explaining to him before, the resignation is not everywhere at all times or anything it's not like you can just resign on every mission whenever you feel like it this one in particular is based on the 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 story you know you're basically trying to get as much information as you can before a certain time yeah which we got nothing which you got no information at all no information whatsoever uh which is definitely not going to help you on the next one at all at all um but like, like I was telling him, like, the, in the first mission, where was the resignation button? It was in the parlor, which is where the front door is. Mm-hmm. You're resigning by leaving the building, essentially. Okay, that makes or sense. Or if you're in the city, you're resigning saying, like, okay, we're kind of done looking. we got to keep going. Oh, okay. Thematically. You know, thematically, the resignation buttons are going to be there if at any point you need to escape. There is one card in particular that you guys haven't seen. It's in the Rogues. It's one of my favorites. If there is a resignation, you just resign. <laughs> so it, it allows you to resign even oh, if you're not in the place that would allow you to resign normally. Okay. So like, let's say you used it in like the first mission. If you were like in the attic and the parlor was available yeah. and you had to be in the parlor to resign, mm-hmm. you could just resign from the attic. It's like you just jumped out the window. You're like, fuck this place. Like, oh, fuck this. And like the oh. picture is like a dude like jumping out of like a motorcycle or something like oh you know like uh, i'm out of here that sort okay, of situation okay. i'm done i'm done yeah like okay. he's just done and the rogues get that which i thought was funny yeah. you know you got to pick your character which i've already said in hindsight i probably should not have allowed <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah but i also wanted you guys to experience it more for the theme and for just okay. kind of immersing yourself with right. said characters you know, like, I, I think the best way to introduce somebody to a game is to kind of just let them pick what they think it looks cool, mm-hmm. you know, and to go from there. Because win or lose, they're normally going to enjoy themselves because they got to be the thing they wanted to be. Yeah. You know, and that's my, my, my same thing for miniatures, card games. Like, don't just don't just do the flavor of yeah, the week. Yeah, I, I agree, but I only saw the cover art. I didn't get to see the other cards you know what i mean i usually like to play a role true you do you are like hindsight hindsight right um but your role was the special role because it doesn't necessarily have a role yeah unless you build it that way but it's very hard to do that with survivor Mm -hmm. you can there are cards that allow you to do that like if you want to be the fighter there's a hatchet there's baseball bats um if you want to be the clue finder there's stuff like look what i found or Mm -hmm. You know, uh, equipment that'll help you boost that, but that's obviously when you get more cards, when you get to see more, right. you know, player cards. I try to keep your experience very close to just the core. If at any moment you guys are like, let's let's just buy the core just to have it, you know, mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna experience. Mm. Utter bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> let's 
the second run through, I was just like, I'm so glad I didn't spend money on this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm dying. But but at the same time, I hope it didn't completely deter you from trying it some more. I do, but I don't want that character anymore. That, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what we talked about. Just maybe uh, switching characters and having a more actually see. Like I like I like uh, Jason's reaction to the whole thing, where it was like. Okay, I completely sucked with this character. Yeah. But is there a way to make this character good? Oh, I see. So he starts to see, okay, this is what my character is good at. Right, right. And he, that's when he starts asking me, like, what other books do I have available? Because Daisy's abilities are all based on her having books. Right, but doing... Uh, well, we all sort of did that when we got to actually upgrade with the experience. Right. But because we're doing so terribly, there's not much experience to be had. Right. And I think... Playing as Survivor, I think it's just not my cup of tea. Probably not. No, that's which what is, it is. Which is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, she wants the guys with the pistols. Now, the, the, that's yeah. the other thing, though. Like, not all Survivors are built the same. Right. So maybe the other types of Survivors would be your cup she, of tea. She reminded me of when we played um, Sentinel, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Of the Batman character with the utility belt. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, I need this one item, and then... Face off this one item. That's how everything else happens. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? I mean, technically I like yes. Technically mm-hmm. yes. Um, Wendy's based off of her amulet. Right. The best Wendy decks. You usually want to mulligan into that, or try to draw into it as fast as possible, right. because you're usually playing off of your discard pile. Right. You do as much as you can as you're searching for the amulet, and then as soon as you play your amulet, you start to play from your discard pile. Right. So it just keeps recycling your deck. Because you, as soon as you have the amulet, it's not usually good to have it as soon as you start the game. Mm. Because when you play your events from there, they always go to the bottom. They never get a chance to recycle. You okay. usually want to play first, have some sort of a discard pile oh, built up. Right. It's kind of like uh, Past in Flames mm-hmm. or Yogmoth's Will for Magic players, where you want a, a graveyard set up before you play it, right. and then you do all your stuff. Okay. Like, when you finally got to play it that first game, mm-hmm. I was telling you, like, you can get more money, and you can start doing more stuff, because now you have you the options what? for In that. In the first game, I got a bunch of resources, and I had nothing to use it with, so it was just like, that's why it kind of turned me off to the characters, like, oh, I got a bunch of resources, and didn't do anything, and the second time, I was like, I really just didn't do anything. You did okay in the first story. Mm-hmm. What did you think about i guess the experience as a whole because that was our tutorial story as a whole i really liked it he said he said that he enjoyed the way the rules flowed the mechanics just Mm. seemed to work Mm -hmm. even though in the end it just doesn't look like it should but it just does like it flows in in a certain way that everything seems to work out right what was your takes on the first one i guess because that was your favorite well, one think, out of the two. Right, right. I think it was just very simple and flow, yeah. Just like, this happens because of this, and then, you know, all the stages were pretty clear about what was going on. But also, you explained it very well, you know what I mean? Having you as a guide definitely makes the experience more um, enjoyable. When it comes to cooperative games, I definitely don't like to join with the newer players. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it it would prevent me personally from taking the reins every time, and especially yeah. in a game like this, I want you guys to experience it the way I did. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, when I first played that first one and I saw him, I was like, "What the f- is this?" Yeah, you know. And I was playing with another person, and uh, you already know that based on the number of players, it makes him worse. Yeah, right, right. right. Um. But with one other person, it's not as bad. Like, he looks beatable. But depending on your situation at the time, you're like, okay, I I didn't prepare for this. Yeah. You know, I'm out the door. You know, that sort of thing. That was my first go at the thing. Right. Eventually, you realize you can prepare for this. And you will prepare for this if you go back to doing it again. Like, Mm -hmm. now you know he's going to show up and when he's going to show up. Right, right. So you're just like, okay, now I'm going to build my, my arsenal. Yeah. Get ready for this, right? And then just be like Rambo and just take him down, or right. like Arnold in the prayer. Yeah, with some preparation, it, uh, these guys are definitely beatable. One thing I didn't explain to you guys fully, because again, I didn't want to ruin that first time go at it. Because again, you're probably going to go back to this first story and try to beat it. Because I know how you guys are. Mm. That's just the type of people you are. You're going to want to build your own decks and be like, f that guy and just take him out, right? Right. <laughs> that second time. 
like before you go to the parlor and everybody has to meet up at the hall, mm-hmm. you don't have to do the thing. And that's normally how people beat the ghoul priest. They don't do it immediately. Mm-hmm. They set themselves up for a couple of rounds dealing with the smaller ghouls. Oh, and then and stuff. then when they're all fully ready to fight them, that's when they're like, "Okay, now we spend our clues." Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I we do see. the thing right, because right. that's okay. That's that's the main thing I was trying to convey with the first room mm-hmm. is that you don't have to do it immediately. Yes, we do. <laughs> ready. We're, I know we're, we're under leveled, but Always we, we can just go Always to the next ready. area. Let's do it. How was what was your first take on the campaigniness of the whole thing? I mean, well, I like it. Like theme wise, is really it's just great. You know, what I mean? like you you learned about how XP works. Mm-hmm. You learned about building your character from the base deck that you built. Mm-hmm. Have you played games like Champions before, like Marvel Champions? She never touched that game before mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's harder to explain them to you because you've never well, we've done, had to do it before. We've done other campaign things. Like, we play video games other things where it, it's very comparable. You know, we understand experience and leveling up and stuff like that. We just haven't done it with uh, board games very often. Right. So so in that case, how how is it being translated to the board game form? Like, doing a campaign and seeing how they did it. Do you think they pulled it off? Yeah, I would say so. I, I feel that because you experience that, you get this, you know what I mean? Things like that. Right. But then if you kill the big bad, you get extra XP. Extra XP. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think that if you're doing it in the casual or like the easiest version, you should get uh, like a base amount of XP on at each time. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, just to make it sort of like easier. Like, okay, you failed, but you, yeah, you ended, you know, but you went through it. Okay, here's two XP, upgrade your deck. To make it a little bit easier. Then if uh, your normal should be the way we're doing it now, where we're only doing it uh where you don't get any XP if you if you fucked up. Yeah. You know, but if you win you get your XP and you actually do it whatever. Um sometimes they do that. Yeah. So like when, when you guys finished that first part, mm-hmm. um there was the whole okay, you get XP based on the victory points. And at the very bottom it said each investigator gets two XP based on their now they've dug deeper into the mythos like mm-hmm. this that's literally how they say it mm-hmm. and that's for everything mm-hmm. like it's not because it was easy mode yeah you know it's just based on your result you got two yeah i'm just saying that i'm surprised that there's not something like that already built in normally like overall like the easy version should get the constant uh, upgrades so they can see their deck or so they can see more of the cards you know what i mean so how how would you guys take this game further like for example when you play it the next deluxe or something like when you start the the actual first campaign mm-hmm. are you guys going to try to min max your characters and defeat everything or are you going to try to be more like casual see what goes on that sort of thing i think more of it would just be playing it more like D and just having a stronger team i think that's what i personally... being ready for the situation yeah but I kind of like going with the flow and doing things uh, sort of as they happen. Like, if something happens, we're like, oh, we need to get out of here. Go ahead and do that and not be stubborn and trying to kill something or try to accomplish one thing. If exit or survival is an opportunity, you know, because there's still more to see down the line. Mm -hmm. And if it's an option, that means that we're not done with whatever we just escaped with. Yeah. True, true. Like, I I don't mind not killing the big bad you know what i mean and having also mind that he would just completely destroy my face um no so my thing is like let's say for example we do continue my recommendation and normally what i do is the first time i run through a cycle Mm -hmm. easy mode Mm -hmm. do it in easy mode i still get a relatively good challenge from it but you don't feel as defeated out of it like you do have a chance at beating it in mm-hmm. easy mode but it's not like you're gonna just have like a breeze or anything mm-hmm. it's not like the the villains are like any weaker yeah you know right. you just have more of a chance of beating them down if you had to mm-hmm. you know um and i do that the first time because again i like to experience everything right and i just want to see where the story goes yeah. and most of the time i build my decks not based on power mm-hmm. i build it on how i think the person would be 
Yeah, very role play. Very role play, and that's how I do my characters. That's why I was asking if you guys are the type that are going to try to defeat it. Because if that's the case, then yeah, stay in standard because it's going to give you more of a challenge that way. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. But otherwise, I say, you know, that first chance. I'm kind of like a little bit of everything. <laughs> I don't want to do feel you know a lot of stuff and experience everything <laughs> so I do everything she's been on a very I want it all kick there's the Selena <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just not enough time in that game to do yeah, that I normally know. I understand then obviously the second camp the, the second story yeah I, was... I don't want, even though you're recommending easy mode this is like a board game you know what I mean I always think of the video game you never choose the easy mode this never. is true I feel less of a person yeah, for those of you guys that uh, do play on easy mode, shame. Well, easy mode in video games is different than easy mode. Oh yes, in this. I understand this, but mentally, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's more psychological <laughs> yes, for you. Exactly. You see, there's no tie, but there is a tie. Like if you, if you read if you read the uh, the actual campaign book and it tells you to pick like easy, normal hard or extreme or whatever there's a little thing like next to it so it'll be like easy in brackets it'll say like i just want to experience the story right right and then standard it'd be like i'm i'm looking for a bit of a challenge Mm -hmm. right and then like hard would be like i'm looking for this and the last one extreme is like i want arkham horror yeah okay you know see i always feel that if you choose the easy mode you're going to get to the end, and so like, well, this is the end of the campaign. If you want to see the real ending, try the normal, and I will flip the fucking table. I'll be so... Yeah. When that shit happened, I forget what video game it did, where it's like, oh, look, you did it in normal. Try it hard. I'm like, I will fucking murder everyone in this house. I think it was, uh, was it Ghouls and Goblins? Ghosts and Goblins, I think, did that? Maybe. something. Uh, multiple games have done it, where it's just like, all right, this is like... 75% of the game. Go back and really try it. Like, I, can at least, I can at least guarantee this for you that it does not do that. Yeah, yeah. You will see the same endings, the same everything, and easy as you would in extreme. You just might see a nicer one than you would if you were in extreme. Right, right. right. Which is fine, either yeah. way. I wouldn't mind, I guess, doing your recommendation of easy and then just be really involved in doing your character thematically. You that that way you get to at least soak in, you know. And then later on, you can be like, you know what, fuck this guy. And then just go for the kill. But yeah. see, my thing is, I want to do it in normal. With a more uh, diverse team, that way we can try to defeat things with a general amount of success. And not really have to worry about it. But also, I don't. there are a lot of board games that I still want to play. And to think about going through this in easy mode and then having to go through it again in normal mode if we wanted to just seems like a time commitment that I'd rather spend elsewhere. Yeah, maybe just go through it still in normal mode. And that's only because this type of game for me isn't super replayable just because it is about the experience. Okay, so it's always being best the first time around. Not so much the best, just like if... So we've gotten to, into two chapters. For, for sure, the surprises are gone. For the first two but, chapters, yeah. But there's literally, there, there's so many different endings. There's so many different endings based on, like, your actions throughout the story. Like, if you failed one thing, it might haunt you four stories later. Right, right, of course. You know? So there's always that factor, like... If you if you're like me and you don't read your endings, mm-hmm. you know if you if you're just like diligent about playing it as pure as possible, right? You will have more surprises if you revisit it, right? Uh, but again, if maybe it was between me and Christina and we owned a co- our, our copy or whatever, and we were doing things like that, yes, maybe revisiting it is more possible. When we're doing it, when you come over or as a Lent game, I don't see us uh, getting to it as much. As, hmm. uh, as otherwise if we owned it ourselves I could see us revisiting it but because it is a borrowed game slash uh, when you bring it over I, I want to go through it sort of once because it does take a, a decent amount of time too it is not the quickest game it's definitely like an hour-ish game per uh, encounter yeah. or whatever but um, if I could make a suggestion mm-hmm. just next time like I said you and Christina 
Nothing against Jason, but I think it's best as a two-player game. Solo's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, solo, you might ramp up the difficulty a bit. In, in doubles, it's pretty good. Gotcha. Pretty good. I think that's the, 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 the good number. Mm-hmm. Because the then, like, everything is just balanced just right, I think. So, so what, what would you give the game uh, out of 10, let's say? Maybe, like, like 8.5. Uh, that's pretty that's good. That's what I was thinking, too. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't beat my 9.5, but 8.5 is pretty good. Yeah. Well, as much as I've seen of it, you know yeah. what I mean? It could go higher. <laughs> there, there, there's plenty more. And I think my opinion is based on that. Like, the fact that I have done... A lot, a lot of it, of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's what your opinion is based on. I'm sure I'm probably will go higher as I go along. So, yeah, it in as far as thematic, it definitely scratches that itch for an Arkham Horror that I want mm-hmm. in a slightly more convenient way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I don't got three hours to fucking lose to Shigorath or whatever. Gener- generic uh, elder. Gath. Yeah, name. generic Gath name. Just shug Also, something. it's what I want from a co-op. It really does feel like we definitely need each other. It just, it's definitely... Shug Knight. It all makes sense now. Shug Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. I did say to him, though, that uh, it's it's better, I think, as a two-player game. Oh, it's So better. for the next time, probably just you two. Just mm. to give that a shot. Yeah, that's right. Fuck Jason. I didn't say that, though. That's exactly what you said. I, I have it on tape. Oh, do or, you? Uh, digital tape. And then, and then somehow I, I listen to this thing play back, and it sounds like me saying it. <laughs> yeah, it Why sounds it, like somebody's saying it. Why is it better as a two-player, though? Um, to me, it, it just balances everything out a bit more. Even even though the difficulty is balanced based on the bag, the different chips that are in there, like it's mm-hmm. just easier because there's more pluses or less negatives or whatever, I think two is just the sweet spot. The number of things you need is a certain number, or the number oh, of a life is a certain way, and it just seems like it's the smoothest. It's the smoothest. Yeah, three or higher, you better bring your gay game. <laughs> like you better get prepared to fight. Wait, uh, what you're saying is you better not pull three threes in a row. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, it doesn't help when you just pull three sixes. Was it? It was sixes. Yeah, sixes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, negative oh, negative six. Oh, negative six. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Table flip. I pulled three negative threes in a row. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was bad. a bad night for us. And, and I remember when when you said like, "Is there even a point in him pulling from the bag when Jason had like a, a plus seven on the test?" Oh right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "There is a reason." And he pulls the red chip. I'm like, "That's the reason." Yep. Gotta, the gotta auto get fail. The fail out of the way. Uh. Uh. There's always an auto fail, and and even though there is a elder sign chip, which is technically the good one, that is not an auto pass. You can right. still fail with yeah. an elder sign. It's just highly unlikely that you'll fail. That you'll fail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Overall, the game is fun though. If you even like, we're having the core box experience right now, and it's definitely enjoyable. And from what I hear, it only gets better with the more money that you decide to sink into this game. So yeah, yeah. Most open definitely. your wallets and your hearts. And to let the, the Cthulhu, Cthulhu gods. Yeah, let, Cthulhu <laughs> let Cthulhu into your wallet. <laughs> What's in your wallet? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. It's Tentacles. Just, it's just. Oh no, no, no lunch today. I, uh, I gotta buy a different Arkham Horror pack. <laughs> it's either food for my kids or the latest expansion for Cthulhu. All hail Cthulhu. <laughs> No, the only reason I even asked you about your score is because we also found out what Board Game Geek thought of the game. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, 22 overall. Yeah, ranked 22 right now. Oh, wow. Which is yeah. very high. Yeah. I, it was yeah. higher than I expected. That's high. I thought it was in the 60s, honestly. like in the 60s. When I last 62. checked, it was in the 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it is in 22. 22 overall. Uh, one Number one in customizable game. Right. Yeah. And nine in overall thematic games. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we're getting more excited about this now. So, a lot of people like this game. A lot of cuts. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for sure. I, like when when he told me that it was number nine in thematic, I was like, "What's number one?" He told me it was Gloomhaven. I'm like, "Okay." It's yeah. like Gloomhaven. <laughs> let's take a break. Gloomhaven number three. Yeah, uh, Gloomhaven. Uh, the Jaws of the Jaws Lion. Of the Lion. Yeah, that's, that's number three, which is like a standalone Gloomhaven that yeah. you can just buy. It's a more accessible Gloomhaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I don't hate Gloomhaven. I like Gloomhaven. I, I do agree, actually, that it's very thematic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love playing it, but I'm I just sure don't I get can, it to the table like that. So. I'm sure I can wait uh, till somebody decides to sell it for $50 just to get it the fuck out of their Cadillacs. Because <laughs> they're never going to play out it. Out of their Cadillacs. It, out of their Cadillacs into mine. Like, <laughs> That's the name of your next business. <laughs> That's the name of my next podcast. It's going to be all about trading bullshit for bullshit. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a. Didn't you guys play like two games of that with Tom? No, we played more. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been the Arkham Horror Podcast. Uh, you can see <laughs> all things Cthulhu. <laughs> this started off as a as like a two thing uh, podcast, and then it just it never. You can listen to us on Shagoth Radio, and uh, <laughs> and Cthulhu Net. <laughs> <laughs> And Shudder. We're on Shudder now. I love cultists. I love cultists. <laughs> or our sister company, I am cultist. <laughs> I heart cultist. <laughs> I heart cultist. <laughs> we, could, we could go on, but we won't. From uh, Next Game Dilemma uh, with Christina, Phoebe, and the now long gone Alex. And take it easy, guys. We are everywhere. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where we would love to interact with our listeners. We've just launched our new website, nextgamedilemma.com, where you can find links to our episodes and full board game reviews, and more coming soon. If you have any questions, comments, or podcast ideas, you can reach out to us at noel at nextgamedilemma.com. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Take it easy, guys.